There we are. Nice, Ray. Nice. Oh, you're on the wrong side. <laughs> there we are. Awesome. <laughs> What's up, brother? <laughs> I think we got this thing going right. <laughs> Trying something a little different today. Let's just start it. Start it up. Start it up. I have figured out one of the things while doing uh, the studio over at Matt Ferris. Uh, one of the things I've noticed about myself is that um, <laughs> you know how the first few minutes of the show bother the hell out of me because I can't stand the guy who's in the chair. I'm not like settled down right. yet or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think it has to do with uh, it's because the guy who's in the chair isn't usually the guy who checks all the lights, make sure the cameras, the mic, that like all the stuff is hot. Yeah. And uh, uh, so the first couple minutes, I'm still in that. I'm like, finally, we got to push the button right before. And then for some reason, I just uh, <laughs> yeah, is what it is. So uh, I'm hoping that maybe by doing it this way, us just kind of chatting our normal way before we kind of set stuff up, I'm hoping that that may be a little more organic. And honestly, what it feels like to me is much more, uh, you know, sort of remember how Life with the Ryans was? It was just kind of like, da-da-da, yeah. da-da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> and then the show started. Do you yeah. remember that? I do. I remember a, those days. What a wonderful it's segue. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Set it up perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will uh I'm sure it will become more organic in time. There we go. Get this shit going here. That's it. Bring it in. And hey, that's not right. <laughs> Russell Brand in the studio today. Hey, that's right. No, let's <laughs> Everyone, welcome bring that Russell back Brand to the, the right studio. side. There we are. Misleading much? That's awesome. There you go. That's right. We buried the lead. Forgot to tell you, live at five tonight, we've got Russell Brand. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> oh, man. Get my red lights going here. Uh, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good also. I'm well, you as I think they day, say. You you? I'm exhausted. I, I literally came from, be. from one studio to the other to, to get here today. Um, but in the meantime, <laughs> hello to my friend Tori. Hello to my friend at home. Uh, tonight is Thursday, August 6th, 2020. My name is Jay Ryan. Right here to my left is Mr. Tori Alonzo. And it's so good to have you. In a little bit, we're going to be talking to Ray Schaefer, as we usually do. And I think some of the subjects of uh, discussion tonight will be, uh, I know Brian Redman, who was on uh, Fresh Brood and Air Cooled last week. Um, we'll talk about that. I know uh, you got a car pickup and Ray's got a display being made. So we'll probably talk about that a little bit. And if you guys are curious at all, uh, or if anyone at home is, uh, I'm happy to talk a little bit about the Smoking Tire Studio, um, as much as I can anyway. Uh, but that's what that's what we've got. That's what we're doing tonight. How's it feel? Full show. Yeah. I mean. Fun talk? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. We've also got new sponsors. We've got something else I want to do. Um, it's, it's, it's fun. It's all around. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Awesome, man. Uh, with the exception of the fact that I'm exhausted and in my work clothes, I'm in my relaxing work clothes, but I didn't change and put on my nice um, show clothes. <laughs> I usually do. Good, man. You get Just a pass. Didn't, didn't get to it. Didn't get to it. <laughs> and that's no is. like small jaunt from the valley. I mean, you're going damn nearby LAX. Yeah, What's it traffic is. It's like a, these days. Is it a little better exactly because of COVID? Um, yeah. It is. Uh, well, how would you describe it? I don't know. It's fine in the mornings, and it's it's okay. It's not that bad in the evenings. I mean. For anyone not from here, they'd be like, this is, you know, this is awful traffic. This is what they say about L.A. But if you're mm -hmm. from here, it just has been much, much better, better than right. the old days uh, lately. Right. It's a shame for why, but uh, but it, it has been a lot better, at least from what my experience. 
Uh, I'm only yeah. going to the same place all the time, though. You know, we're only ever going to Newcombs or Malibu Kitchen or now the smoking tire uh, Westside Collector Car Storage. Yeah. Kind of it. All, all very far away from each other, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are. They're all different directions. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. yeah we got to find something straight north. What's straight north? Find something in yeah, Santa Clarita. Right? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so, yeah. So, other than, uh, you know, this and the whole bit, usually I have my nice Hunziker attire or something from uh, somebody that we love to support. I'll rep. I'll rep. I'll rep Hunziker today. It's all good. There you go. Well, yeah, that's nice. I like that one. I like that one a lot. Yeah, it's cool. Carrera, Panamericana, baby. Oh, that's bitching. Yeah, I love uh, that You one. know what, though? I do want to bring something up, uh, because if you're watching this show now, then you should know that next Tuesday when we do... Oh, I forgot to mention. Hey, welcome back to Tuesdays with Tori, Thursday edition. Uh, and we'll talk <laughs> about why about it's on that. Thursday as well, probably. <laughs> yeah. um, but but, but uh, 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 tune in next Tuesday for Tuesdays with Tori, and we are going to be giving away something here. Let me get this going. Here, let me do a little spot for you. Here we go. We wrote this. Hey, need a mask? <laughs> ShopHunziker.com. Uh, the Hunziker uh, line has really gotten very cool with nice. some of the new stuff that they've got out. And I'm going to put, let's see which one I want to put on. I'm going to put this one on because I think I want this one pretty much myself. Here we go. That's there it awesome. Is. That's very cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, no. I, I dig uh, that. Uh, <laughs> like a, that's funny. Needle nose. Hey, what's up, needle nose? Um, yeah, that's awesome. But these are comfortable. They're awesome. He's got all sorts of different stuff. You like houndstooth. Who doesn't like houndstooth? This one's Mrs. Ryan's. We'll put that over here. Oh, if, if I didn't mention before, Mrs. Ryan's on assignment. And we've got uh, Pasha. He's got all sorts of cool stuff. I, I happen to request uh, you know, this just because I like the one, of course, even though I believe it's Italia for Ferrari, but uh, actually that's kind of on brand with me lately because I, I've been spending some time with that Lamborghini Countach that is just gorgeous. The car's never really done anything for me, but seeing somebody else's available to just look at all the time is awesome. That's cool. That's uh, really anyway, neat. I think that that's all about. So uh, we are going to be giving away a mask next week on uh, this show, Tuesdays with Tori. Uh, all you got to do is uh, we'll figure out what you got to do, but you got to be watching because we'll do it live. So somebody who's watching us live, it may be that simple. You all you have to do is be the one person who's watching us live. Although I think it's Just more than that show today. Up. <laughs> I think it's, that's it. Just show up. I think it's more than that today. Um, but yeah, you get the gist of it. Is very what it cool. Is. Uh, very, so that's yeah, I actually on went on his website the other day and was looking at all the different ones he's got. He's got some really cool ones. I like. There the, are a lot, right? Yeah, he's got like the hippie nine seventeen. He's got uh, some golf stuff. He's got yeah, he's got some really really cool ones. Um, I happen to be on, I don't remember where it was. It was some website, and they're selling these Steve McQueen ones. Uh -huh. And so, I talk to Maddie every now and then, Chad's daughter, and she's right. in charge of doing the apparel and the licensing and stuff now. I guess. Oh, okay. And I was like, hey, I was like, did you guys do these masks? And she was like, uh, no, we didn't know anything about those. She's like, thanks Ooh, for letting me know. Shut it down. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember that from the Back so. to the Future days, whenever there was something. We just, hey, what do, you, what do you think of this over here? Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. Bob yeah. Gill calls somebody at the up in the tower and has them write a C&D. Uh, yep, anyway, exactly. I think these are super cool. I mean, obviously, masks are the thing right now, beyond the fact that uh, you ain't cool unless you wear a mask. Um, yeah. These are cool ones to wear, and they're legitimately very comfortable, and the material is awesome, super soft. Um, <laughs> you know, Mrs. Ryan's kind of sensitive, so am I. <laughs> you want stuff like that, so I'm stoked. Those stoked are cool. 
I don't think this is going away anytime soon. So yeah, might as well be styling and profiling. You gotta wear one. <laughs> that's kind of where we, that's kind of where we are. You know, I've been doing the bandana forever, and he said mm-hmm. he was going to send some of these. So I've been I didn't want to buy any masks. And then finally the other day, I was like, I'm sick of this bandana. It's never I can never get it right. I need to wear a hat to keep the knot up. It's a whole thing. Uh, so yeah. I got some masks, like just the regular surgical ones, and then of course these just arrived. So <laughs> is what it is. I can't awesome. wait to wear these tomorrow to Breakfast Club. Yep, that'll be cool. Uh oh gosh! All right, that's what's going on with me today. How about you, buddy? We should. Wow. Uh, what's what? Can you tell me maybe about um how your pickup went the other day, and that might lead us right into about five fifteen when Mister Ray Schaefer will be available to come in. Yeah, we can do that. Um, pickup went well. I got. We're like talking about your your car, right? Yeah, the nine hundred six got picked up um by reliable carriers the other day. Um, I got like a twenty four hour notice on it, which was always nice. I always hate when they're like, "Hey, we're thirty minutes out. Can you be there?" You know, I hate that. So, and I've had that before too. But yeah, no, this, this is your mailbox, like, right? Oh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> with all due respect, he did actually like call the night before, and he was like, "Is there any chance we could pick it up tonight?" He's like, "We don't have to do it until tomorrow." But it was storming. I was like, "No, I'm not driving this car in the rain. Like, I've got it kind of detailed and it looks nice." I was like, "I'd rather just, you know." Let's it's going into a museum. Tomorrow. It needs to stay how it is. Yeah, and that car is a pain to clean because you have to take everything apart, and you know, water gets everywhere. And so, um, so I ended up just telling them, "Hey, let, let's just stick to our original plan of tomorrow morning, eight o'clock." So eight a.m. I showed up, and he was there, and we loaded it, and yeah, it was nice. And I will say that no like problem. we had way less of. I don't know if the trucks are just different, but I had Inner City bring it out when I bought the car originally from L.A. And dude, it took us thirty minutes to get the stupid thing off the truck because he had to put like blocks under it and oh, because all this of the stuff. And I guess the geometry. I, it had to have just been yeah, like whatever the ramp situation was inside the truck to like get it all the way to the front to the back. Like it was just a pain in the ass to do. So when I rolled up, I was like, "Is this gonna be a problem? Like get blocks and all that stuff?" And he was like, "No." He was like, "There's a um, what was in there? There was a Ferrari. Um, uh, what was it? I think a 488. Yeah, it was a Ferrari." 488 in front of my car and um he was like that thing got on no problems and it's like way lower than your car so yeah, oh wow we literally just drove it on the ramp he put it up and it went on the top deck and then yeah that was it i think he had That's one so more pickup awesome. to do and yeah i'm sure they're it. used to moving that type of car all the time too right I yeah mean, anytime i go to the track or whatever i always see like or any an auction or whatever it's always you know reliable yeah 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 they know what they're doing and he was super careful with it so i mean that was cool um but uh, yeah, yeah, that all went well. And then, man, I got to tell you, I, I want that next day service on the way up. That was nice. <laughs> like, I mean, I always have to wait like, you know, three weeks, four weeks. and Oh, to get like, a slot. This, yeah, literally. They dropped it off in Atlanta the next day. I was like, wow. You're kidding. Was, no. Didn't we think it was going to be two to maybe three days? I thought originally maybe, yeah, because I wow. usually try to time stuff on the way, like to pick up, you know, pick up and drop off along the way. But no. Oh. So it's already in Atlanta. Oh yeah, it's been there for oh, like my two gosh. days now. Yeah, literally the day after. So I think if that was Monday, they picked it up. They had it Tuesday. So yeah, crazy stuff. Does that sound right? I think. What does it feel yeah. like with the empty barn? It's weird. I mean, the taxi's in there right now. I've got the bug, the Mexico City taxi in there. So I've been driving that this week. But I, I yeah, here's weird. the thing. I I couldn't take a picture of it. It was going the other way. But I passed one the other day coming home from Smoking Tire on the 405. It was going south, like towards LAX, and no it way. had That's cool. um yeah, and it had uh, 
some, it was not a taxi anymore, but it was clearly mm-hmm. the green and white with the exact same markings in the exact same places. How cool is and that? And it had something else written on it in Spanish. And mm-hmm. it had, but it had like, you know, holes and things and you could tell that it was mm-hmm. <laughs> authentic. That's really cool. I can't remember which beer company it was. It wasn't one that, it might've been Modelo. I think it was Modelo. Modelo did a, um, they did a promotion where they had like 30 of those cars. Do you remember the, the mug bugs? And they had like this mug bug root for beer, mug root like beer? giveaway. I kind of do. Yeah. From, yeah, they were called Mug Bugs, and it was like this kind of like contest or whatever. Well, Modelo did the same thing with these Beetle taxis, but they obviously weren't real Mexico City taxis, but they paint them up to look like that. And then okay. it, it said Modelo on the door instead of taxi, which was kind of cool. So it could have been something like that. I don't know. But yeah. were they the legit old Beetles, not like a new retro 2000s Beetle? Yeah, they, yeah, they fixed They were up all air cooled Beetles. To, Mm-hmm. Yeah, this I mean, was, some of them okay. were like Super Beetles, which they never even got Super Beetles in Mexico. But um, but yeah, well, they were. A I would have recognized the Modelo logo, but it's entirely possible it could have been something like that. Yeah, you know or I mean? they was... just took the Modelo off after they won it in the contest and then put something else there. This but, one looked more like Herbie Bananas, where like, oh yeah, somebody found this car, got it cheap, like oh, we would buy a police funny. car in auction, and they're like, they made mm-hmm. it. Oh, it's a locksmith now, or something like that. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's funny. That's really cool. It See, was yeah, cool, but it was literally driving. going the other way, and I was the whole. I was really more like, "Is that? Re- it is. Re- I think it really is one." And by the time I was like confirmed it, it was behind me. That twenty-one window you saw on that trailer today was gorgeous. With the I drove with it for a long motor. time. I I, oh. I wasn't gonna do that, and finally I was like, "I'm driving with it for so long. I'm just gonna do it." It was so good looking. So that good thing looking. Is and it did have. I want to th- say those were Fuchs, right? Yeah, oh yeah. I want to say Randy had that on his site on oldbug.com for a while. Um so oh, that he one? May have sold it recently. I think so. Yeah, that looked really familiar to me when I saw it. So, Sh- yeah, it shout out to Randy Carlson. Yeah, if that's if that's the one. He just um he's selling like this crazy stash of rare muscle cars. Like they're still documenting them and stuff and I guess some muscle car magazine like photographed them all, so I guess they're going to start selling them. I think those he found a bunch of Porsche that. parts too. It's, Sp- hey, speaking yeah, he of- can't, dude, and, and nobody, nobody will contact him about it because he wants to sell it all like as a you know lump sum or whatever. Like everyone wants to just come and like obviously like cherry pick the best stuff, and he's like, no, it's all or nothing. So, but he still got all this stuff. I thought he would like be gone in a week, but no. Well, speaking right. of Porsche stuff, uh, I'd like to, it's about that time five fifteen. Let's bring in our buddy Ray Schaefer. Hey. Hi, Ray Schaefer. Guys, how are you? <laughs> What's up, Ray? It's great to How are see you? you. Good to see you guys as well. Tuesday nights, the Thursday edition. The Thursday edition. <laughs> I know, I'm a little embarrassed to say why we couldn't do it on Tuesday. Well, I'm not embarrassed, but just it was beyond my control, unfortunately. So. <laughs> yeah, you just got to go get a background check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Ray so, Schaefer, it's so nice, so nice to see you. Uh, I don't know you if you heard well, the early man. part of the show. Forgive my appearance. I am in uh, lazy, I work for Matt Farah vacation mode. Um, uh, so forgive that, but, uh, our buddy here is repping the Hunziker gear, as you saw. And as far as the rest, we're trying to keep the train on the tracks. <laughs> we, uh, we, we were hoping to hear a little bit about, about how your, uh, your interview with Brian Redman went, and I want to hear how your week has been and anything else you want to talk about. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's, it's always good to see you guys. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's been a busy week. I mean, we, uh, we received, as as um, you guys probably talked about already, we received Tori's 906 replica at the Experience Center in preparation for this weekend's work. In fact, I've been back at the Experience Center working this week 
getting ready for this weekend, which is when we move out the cars and, uh, that are from the previous display and going into the new one. And yeah, so there's a lot of work. You know, you Jay, you know, you used to work um, in Aviation Museum and with the Eames House and also, you know, the preparation that goes into uh, just a, a hall, Schaefer, a gallery. Beyond that, I used will. to be in the car business just like you. So I remember moving <laughs> lots and lots of cars. And unlike Jacksonville, Florida, we were up in the New England area. So we had snow to contend with. So it was a matter of get them all out, get the area clear, move the I'm all about keyboards and moving cars. I get it. I love it. Logistics. At what point That's uh, right. when you're changing That's things right. over, now, do you my... realize that you lost the keyboard? <laughs> Sorry. For I that. lost the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a delay. I'm going to shut up. You go ahead, Ray Shaver. I can I can hear you, but yeah, you're right. There's a delay on the video, so I'm sorry that uh, I'm not sure why that is. But uh, just hand signal me or something if I start to freeze again. I'll make sure I smile. <laughs> so far, so good, man. You're good. <laughs> good, good. But yeah, it's just getting uh, getting the displays ready between the uh, between the the headstones that display all the information about the cars along with the um, the training manual for everybody that that works in the building and gives the tours and to our PR department that uh, makes use of the information and you know it's really interesting Tori your um, your 906 we just sent Bobby Rahal's 906 back uh, that was on display with us and so they were in the same room together for an afternoon oh that's so cool and I tell you, it's amazing. You told me that the uh, production company that built your replica did it from a scale model, not from draw design drawings, but from a scale model. They did. They actually scaled it up from the 118th scale uh, Mini Champs model. And that's all they had to go on. They couldn't surprisingly get anyone to let them scan their real 906. Can't imagine why. But uh, yeah, they had to basically reverse engineer it from a, from a die cast car. They did an incredible job. I mean, when you had seeing those two cars side by side, I mean, they did an incredible job. And that's really the story that we want to tell in this Porsche on-screen exhibit is, the again, the extent that these movie studios will go to in order to create the movie magic. Agreed. Yeah, it's, it's pretty insane. That would have been cool to see both of them next to each other. I don't know that all – hopefully one of these days we'll have a chance to wear – I could get it next to a real one, but yeah, pretty, pretty insane what they went through, you know, to, to build that car and then to basically do it to where they could depend on it, you know, for filming and it would be somewhat reliable and still fast enough to, you know, hold the, hold the track with the other cars. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. I'm excited to share that with other people and the story. That'll be kind of cool. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Yeah, so what is it, what is it like to, um, and driving that, you know, we, we pushed it in. Zach uh, was, was able to uh, bring it down and then we pushed it into the building from there. So I haven't, I haven't sat in it yet, or I know it's, it's tight. I can see by oh, the you've cockpit. You've got to get in there. You've got to, you've got to <laughs> at least sit in it once. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Like the problem you're going to have is if your legs are longer, like mine, like your knee basically hits the dashboard. So unless you scooch way back, then you have to like kind of put your knee under the dashboard or mm. behind the dashboard. There's no like normal seating position. Your kneecap's going to be right under the dashboard, which is kind of annoying. <laughs> but um, once you kind of learn it, I mean, I've, I've driven it enough now that I know how to basically drive around the ergonomics problems with the car. I mean, I'm too tall. That's that's what it boils down to. 
the guy that drove the car originally in the film, his name was John Caps, and he's a little guy. You know, he's an NHRA, still is an NHRA top fuel guy, but um, he's he's shorter. I think he's probably like five six or something. So it's no problem for him. Zach even said he's like, I had no problems with it because Zach's you know, he's a little guy. But for us yeah. taller guys, like it's not yeah, it's not fun to get in and out of, but. Once you're in, it's cool, but it's just the whole aerobatics or acrobatics of getting in and out of the car and where do I put my foot here? And, you know, I'm sure it's the same thing with a real one. You know, it's just, you just got to kind of, you know, position yourself in and, and just go with it. But I mean, a lot of people, Very cool. I think that's why a lot of the people will, um, they convert the doors to forward flipping because they're so much easier to get in and out of because then you can basically just kind of stand in it and then sit down. But this, you kind of have to like duck your head down and then weasel your way in and it's it's just a weird thing yeah it's kind of hard but whatever it's it's worth it once you're in but i'm glad the car made it there okay that's a good thing so i yeah, want to thank hear. you like you said it was um, what's that no i want to hear what Ray's original question though what is it like to drive that car you explained what it was like to get into it and fit in it what is it like to drive that car so it's i mean it's it's a blast don't get me wrong it's just I have to be way more defensive with that car than any other car I've ever driven just because nobody can see you. Like, like if you pull behind somebody at a light, like they look behind and they don't even see the car. It's 38 inches tall. So like, that's the problem I found with it is you just have to drive very, very defensively. Um, like it's not low, like ride height low wise. Like I don't have to worry about like hitting curbs or like speed bumps or anything like that. Like that's not the problem. It's just, um, yeah, it's just, nobody can see you from other cars so like i've still yet to have the car on the interstate i refuse to take it on the interstate just because like when you look up and you see the top of an 18 wheeler tire like it's it's crazy like you just feel super i guess if i could sum it up with one word it's vulnerable you just feel really vulnerable like even more so than when i had the beck 550 that car to me i felt was vulnerable but this thing takes it to a whole other level and which is weird you think you'd you'd be be thrown clear in the beck of the What's 550 that? you'd be thrown clear of the 550 you're in that cage yeah in this one. Exactly. Um, exactly ray what this he's thing, describing sounds so similar to me and maybe you can back me up to my uh and i don't know if you had the european suspension or the american suspension on your delorean but what he's describing was absolutely the delorean experience here in los angeles um with the lowered suspension and everything it, it you look up and you're into the wheel wells of the 18 wheelers and it was for sure unnerving sometimes did you ever have that with yours I did. In fact, when I, when I bought mine back in um, 2003, I think it was 2003, 2004 from the DeLorean Motor Company out in Houston, Texas, they were just working with Eibach on creating the uh, spring and the special spring package for that car to bring it right down to the ride height that was intended for the car. Right. And so, um, yeah, so they put it on the car for me before I flew out there, picked it up. And then I drove it home 10 hours from Houston, Texas to Jacksonville, Florida, straight shot across I-10. And so that was my first experience really in the in the car was that 10-hour drive with it. But you're right. You're looking up at a lot of um, a lot of uh, 18-wheeler tires and what have you. It's You definitely have to be very, uh, very aware. But, you know, this is where I guess having ridden motorcycles uh, comes in handy. You know, that experience of just you're looking in the mirror and you're actually seeing in, in the other car's rear view mirror what, what they're looking at, you know, right. are they looking over that type of thing? So it's just good, looking good driving skills. Yeah, yeah. Always. Yep. Yeah. That's wow. a good way good to put it. it. And I mean, another thing that's, that's got a kind of in common with the DeLorean as well as the window situation. There's no roll down windows. There's no, like you can't, 
you can't go to a drive-in, you know, like there's no, does like, anything open little, at all? Is there um, a little hatch? Not really. There's like, it looks like there's some little vent wings that they built in, but they don't really move. It's basically just to kind of like get airflow through the car. Um, mm. but yeah, there's nothing opens on that. No, it's all just plexiglass. It's a fixed, like it's bolted in. So yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. And hot. That's the other thing I would say. Vulnerable and hot. That's how I feel. driving. It. Sure. It's, Again, it sounds toasty. like the DeLorean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. For all the same reasons. Oh, yeah. that's so funny. But it's well, still gosh. fun. I mean, I still couldn't think of another car that, you know, that is more fun to drive. So I don't know. It kind of puts you in the mindset of what those guys went through back then. So, you know, that's that's kind of the other thing that I like about it. It's like, you know, you wrap around your mind that like, wow, these guys did this flat out for 24 hours at a time or 12 hours at a time, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and they were really racing. Like, and that's it's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. crazy. How much driving did you do the day you uh, shot your 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 film? I mean, that was a few um, a couple hours, and you said, "I'm done." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, easily, yeah, yeah. We yeah, I was like in the in the in the car for at least I would say at least four hours probably at the track, and I was like, "Wow," you know. And I mean, a lot of that was just waiting in between shots to get set up and stuff like that. So like, it wasn't even like full bore racing the whole time, and I was just like, "Man, it's hot." Like I mean, I was you could have wrung that race suit out. I did watch it, Ray, before I sent it to you. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're Thank welcome. You. So it's not going to reek, but yeah, seeing how I get to seeing how I get to dress the mannequin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have fun with that. <laughs> Don't get too close. No, it's clean. You should be good. That's so great. Well, Ray Schaefer, what's going on with you? How was your week? It, it's been it's been interesting. I mean, we as you mentioned um, in the um, in the opening, and we texted earlier. Uh, we had Brian Redman as our guest on Fresh Brood and Air Cooled Deep Tracks last Saturday. And as we talk about the vulnerability of these cars, whether it be a 906 or a 550 Spider, it's it's just amazing uh, because you, you do get a sense, Tori, you're absolutely right, of what what these guys were dealing with. I mean, you, you talk to Brian, you know, you watch the episode and you hear you you hear the commitment that's in his his voice for, for the job that he was doing. And, you know, those cars, I mean, here we are talking about driving on the interstate, looking up and there's hoping that somebody sees you coming up, you know, that you're in the other lane. But when these guys were racing cars like the 906 on tracks or circuits like the Targa Florio, which wasn't a racetrack, and, you know, they've got stone walls lining the road where there are walls, and then you have high curbs and you have buildings and you have... You, you can just imagine if you get it wrong or something breaks as it did with Brian uh, in 1971 and the car, you know, hits a curb. Uh, it's, it's like the mechanic warned him, if you're going to crash the car, don't do it on the right side because that's where the fuel tank is. <laughs> like and you, like you have any control over that if something really catastrophic fails, you know, it's like it's crazy. You know, I mean, it is and my my respect for what those guys were doing uh, is so high. And it's so it's so amazing to be able to talk to a guy like Brian Redman and to hear the stories from him, because, you know, the spirit, uh, the soul of these people, guys like Brian and Vic Elford and Gerard LaRousse, they're they may be aged now. The bodies may be aged. You know, I'm I'm aging. We're all aging. And as you get older, your your abilities to. um physically to do things change but the mind the spirit 
and the soul to do what they did is still there. I mean, these guys, like I said in the broadcast, these guys are gladiators. And while I might have been too young to remember uh, or even you know, know what the Targa Florio was in 1970, the year that I was born, I'm just thrilled that I was born into a world where this type of thing could, could happen. And to get to know a guy like, like Brian Redman and to hear his stories about it, it's a very, it's very special. I, I hope, I hope you enjoyed um, the time you had with it. And for those of you who haven't watched it yet, I encourage you to do so because it's just, it's so amazing to hear the experience directly from them. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Ray. The the thing that strikes me about it is, you know, we've we've all read books on these guys. We've all, oh gosh, that was my fault. <laughs> it was my fault. I tried to cut to him and I. <laughs> Kicked him out. Come on back, Tori. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Ray Schaefer. <laughs> I can hear him. <laughs> it was fully my fault. It was fully my fault. It's me not mo- knowing the equipment over here. Sorry, buddy. Come on back. There he is. <laughs> what happened? My go. fault. It was no, my good, fault, man. buddy. All me. All, I apologize. All good. Please pick it up where you left off. <laughs> no, what I was going to say is that, you know, we've all we've all read the books about, you know, our heroes and, and, and all of that. I said... But the thing that really struck me about watching that show is it just adds this whole other dimension to hear it from the the source, you know, hear these stories told the way, you know, you, you picture you picture things in your mind when you read a book, you know, and, and you kind of read into it how you think that they're wanting to be read into. But to actually hear these words from the guy that was there on fire, you know, I mean, it's just it's insane. It's absolutely insane. That's what I love about what you guys are doing because you're still kind of it's it's like living history. You know, these guys that are still with us, luckily, you know, yeah. can 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 tell some of these stories, these deep tracks. And, and they tell them with the the tenacity in which they experience these things. And that just for me, it just is it's a whole other level of cool. And um, just hearing some of the stories, you know, the, and, and like you said, you know, he, to him, it was just a job. You know, he was just like, this is what, you know, we made 65 quid a week doing this. And this is, you know, I was just happy to have the drive. And, you know, I knew the risks that came with it. If I caught on fire or something failed, whatever, that's, we knew what we were signing up for. It's just like, man, I mean, what a, what a just different level of guys. It's, it's, it's Bad amazing. Ass. Yeah, badass. they really were. They really were badasses. Yeah, and, they, yeah. and they still are. I mean, that's and that's the thing I think that's that's good to know. And when you when you meet guys like Brian, when you're at a concourse, when you're at a vintage race event or wherever they may be speaking, to 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 talk with them and know. I mean, they are badass again. And that's my whole point. We all age, and while while the body might not be able to do what it was could at one point in time, the mind is still there. You know, the soul and the spirit that that made them the person that they are i mean that's still with us and that is the part that is so unique that not everybody not everybody has that level of commitment to do what they did i mean brian in his case you know he had the major major acts life-threatening accidents that um that not only did he come back from it but he went back to work right. and he and he did his job and it's just it's you think about the spirit that it takes to have that, to get back on the horse. And, you know, I talked about that with him because in his case, every time that happened, it was due to mechanical failure. You know, if he would have said, I knew what I did wrong, I made a mistake, and I just told myself I would never do that again, and I would always think it through, then, you know, I could understand that. But every time it happened to him, it was because of a mechanical failure, 
which is you never know when that's going to come. Right. It could or may or may not come. But to get back on the horse with that, after all the incidents and, and the recovery period and everything that he had to go through, I mean, what that says about the passion that you have for the sport and for the art of driving high performance like that, a competition. I mean, it's just guys like that are few and far between. And it's, it's why I say on the show, uh, you know, don't, don't just go meet your heroes, which I know some people tell you you shouldn't meet your heroes. Well, I disagree wholeheartedly. Not only should you go meet your heroes, but you should get to know your heroes because they are amazing, amazing people. Yeah, completely agree. Love that. You know, the other thing that was weird about that um, that that kind of struck me too is is how much trust these guys must have had in the engineers that were putting these cars together. And Peter Stevens actually touched on it on the episode before when he he told that story about <laughs> you know um, if I do this this and this like am I good to go you know two hundred and sixty miles an hour or whatever it was and he's like yeah you should be okay it's like yeah man, I mean I mean it's so the right. level of trust that these guys had you know with just a handshake like or, or a nod like yeah I think you'd be all right we change the spring rates you're an inch lower whatever you know well I mean you're right and I mean to, to you know to fill in that part of the story there I mean uh, Jay what makes that so amazing is that we're talking about. We're talking about Andy Wallace, who happened to be at Volkswagen's. I, I think it was they did this at Nardo, which is the big, the big oval where they can run top speed. Uh, and and so uh, they were there, and they were running the McLaren F1, trying to get the record top speed with this car. And they just weren't having the success with it that they thought they should. And so uh, on one of the breaks. Uh, Andy just decides to pick up the phone and call his friend Peter Stevens, who designed the aerodynamics of the car and everything, and basically say, "Yeah, we're just we're just having an issue with this. We're not getting where we want to be." And and what Tori's talking about is Peter just basically saying, answering the phone and going, "Oh yeah, well we might try doing this, try doing that," and then he hangs up the phone with him, knowing very well that you know he, the driver's going to walk off his very good friend go get back in that car and try to go 240 miles an hour. I mean, think of that. That's right. The confidence that you have to have in your engineering ability, which again goes to show you not only are these drivers badass, but you know, people that have the, the skills, whether it's design, engineering, uh, athletic skills. I mean, when you're committed and the passion is there for doing what you do and doing it the best you can, sometimes other people's lives depend on it. And I mean, it's, um, you're not something you typically think about in motorsport. You typically associate that more with med medical and, and uh, other type of uh, life and death situations. But uh, my gosh, I mean, we certainly have it in the auto industry. There's no question about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, you know, the other thing is I, I think so many of the, of the drivers of the sixties and, and probably even seventies as well, a lot of those guys had that kind of engineering background as well. At least the successful ones did because they could get out of a car after a lap, go to the crew chief or whoever was setting the car up and tell them like, look, you know, I think, I think back's too stiff. The front's too soft. I think, you know, the car could be lower. I think, you know, and guys like Ken miles, they, they were known for that. You know, that yeah. they, they just had such a mechanical mind that they could, they could tell, you know, the guys that were building the cars right off the bat, like, here, here's what I think is wrong. And then they were seconds faster out of the box after just a quick tweak, which is just amazing. I love just, that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't think that happens as much these days, you know, but it's a different game now. You've got big corporations and sponsors involved and it's just, yeah, there's a lot more cooks in the kitchen now, I think, you know. Well, it's it's um, if you if you uh, have the F1 app on your on your tablet 
And if you watch a Formula One race with this app where you can actually listen into each team radio and you can select the camera views, whether it's whatever driver you're listening to, you realize in the, car, the current state of Formula One, how much the team is telling the driver what to do from a standpoint of, you know, constantly adjusting things on the steering wheel and the, uh, the ability to anticipate where they're going to catch a competitor, where mm. they're likely to make the pass. Uh, you know, in, in the case of a hybrid car, you have to be able to uh, give it time to properly recharge the system, get the braking system where it needs to be, get your tires to a certain temperature. And then you can, the driver can make their attack. So, uh, what you hear today is a lot of coordination that happens between the driver and the team. And there's no hiding. There's no hiding, you know, where a driver might be able to get away with something uh, and then come back to the pit and kind of say, yeah, I'm not sure what happened. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's no way, no way that's happening today. Not with telemetry and computers. It's all right there. It's all there. So, I mean, it's a very different game today. It's it's no less fascinating, but it's, I think in some cases it's it's maybe even more of a team sport that way now. Mm hmm. Definitely more cooks in the kitchen. It's not three guys at Willow Springs taping string to a GT40. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Still exactly. kind of cool. What a great That sounds like, that sounds like your rabbit movie. hole, Jay. The whole, I've finally uh, seen the movie. <laughs> the, the live radio thing that sounds like your, your jam a couple weeks ago with the NASCAR. Jay went down this rabbit hole of the NASCAR that's, radio. That's stuff. all I could think about when he brought it up. I wanted to say <laughs> radioactive, radioactive. Oh, it's called radioactive. <laughs> So uh, and funny. it's the truth, though. He's right, though. It's, it's amazing how much, you know, when you're in the fan, you think of yourself driving a car, right? You're making all the decisions. There's someone in their ear. There's probably five or six people in their ear. Uh, there's spotters. There's the, the pit crew. Um, I mean, there's just so many different people, and they're all doing what Ray, what they're doing arrow adjustments nowadays. It used to be suspension adjustments were a big deal. Now I think they make arrow adjustments and power adjustments. Maybe even fuel adjustments. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, for sure. There, there, there's so much in the case of the car. And in the case of the Mercedes-Benz Formula One car, they actually can adjust the geometry of the front suspension now. And so, by, <laughs> Oh, man. So they can change camber on the fly and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, by, by pushing the steering wheel in or pulling it back, it, like you can yoke. change the uh, – Yeah. Wow. They're the That's only ones insane. that can do it right now. And it hasn't been, it hasn't been outlawed yet. Uh, but right now when they're uh, behind the safety car – they're able to adjust the suspension, which which allows for the uh, for them to have the ability to uh, warm the tires, even though the car is going slower, which the other cars on the on the grid can't do. So well, no wonder they always win. <laughs> no, they've got their act together. They they deserve to win right now. Mm -hmm. um, this is a great time since I have you both here. I'd like to uh, just take a moment and welcome a new sponsor to our show. <laughs> You know, the difference between men and boys is the coverage for their toys. What do I mean by that? I'm going to bring the boys back in here. What do I mean by that? <laughs> Tori, what kind of coverage do you have on your, uh, on your toys? I have Haggerty on my toys. Hag Haggerty is a very reputable brand. If you like Haggerty, you can also get them through St. Clair Insurance. So, you know, the difference between men and boys is the coverage for their toys. St. Clair Insurance... <laughs> 
Coverage for your toys. And that's at coverageforyourtoys.com. We're trying to figure out some old schooly way to like, you know how Johnny and Ed used to kind of just do this stuff live, read. Um, you know, the podcast way is to sort of do that stuff up front. We're trying to figure out a way to, to incorporate like it and that. make it a little bit more fun. And uh, and huge shout out to Jeff Sinclair uh, for, for wanting to do this with us. Um, um, we couldn't be more excited about it. So um, we're, there's going to be a lot more stuff with them in the future. And... Um, and and we love them. So there you go. And if you need uh, uh, insurance for any of your toys, we're not just talking about automobiles. We're talking about jet skis, mobile homes, boats, anything, and obviously all of your automotive needs. Um, specifically, collector car insurance. I'm telling awesome. you, coverageforyourtoys.com. Sinclair Insurance. Very important. Yes, Very important. it is. Yep. Thank you both for uh, letting me get through that. It's my first of one course. of those. Um, Ray Schaefer, what else was there? There was something else we wanted to discuss with you. I feel like there was one other thing. I really well, want to know oh, what how about your moving week day this been. weekend. Tell us about the moving day this weekend. What you're going to be doing this weekend? There you go. Yeah, every six months. So we're we're at that point. It's it's a um, you have a lot of time when you do something. You change out the exhibits every six months. You have this sort of rhythm that happens to it all, where you are working to get the cars to come up with the theme then you then you find the vehicles to fit the theme then you have to work out all the paperwork with that make all the arrangements then you have to write the stories get all that in place and so now we're we're at the uh, the, the last two weeks really come down to the the details of getting the cars there getting them unloaded getting them in a holding place so that you can make this this transition this switch that happens and then you have to have people help you do that. You know, there's a lot of lighting adjustments that go on. And I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not the lighting guy that Jay Ryan is. But nevertheless, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'll be up on a ladder for, for a good, a good uh, half a day adjusting uh, gallery lights and setting the stage. And I really enjoy that process. I mean, it's so much fun because when the doors open uh, that Tuesday, then the folks who have a, an appointment for a drive experience at the PEC come in and they get a chance to, to um, learn learn the story that's there and, and look at all the cars that are in place. And, but I also get to interact with all the car owners and that's the part, I mean, that it's, it's coming up on five years for me at the Porsche experience center, Atlanta, since I left Brumos and uh, it's amazing. But the people that, that I've met and um, it's just been so much, it's been so much fun. I love that aspect of it. So what happens this Saturday is that's the actual Sunday is actually the day that we do that when the PEC is closed. So we can take everything apart, and make that change. And I will get some photography and what have you. Unfortunately, we can't do it with the, the crowd that we used to do it with. We'll certainly get back to it when COVID-19 is behind us and we've got it under control. But we typically invite in all the car owners who are dropping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My, mine are on the way, by the way. I expect the delivery any, any day now. Uh, my, my order's in. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Got to have that Pasha one. Uh, so... So that's what's going to happen this Sunday. And uh, I, I really, um, it's just, you finally get to execute it. And Jay, I think, I think in Tori, with your filmmaking in your, in your past, uh, you, you guys both know what I'm, the satisfaction that you've for six months been thinking about something, working on it. You finally get to get it done and yeah. then let other people see it. And that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. I remember when we would do, we would do exhibit changeovers with the uh, um, commemorative air force museum that I worked out in Texas 
And um, yeah, it was really rewarding. Like, you know, when the last thing was in place and you kind of did, you would do a walkthrough, you know, before you let people in or whatever. And it's just like this sense of accomplishment. And it's like, last looks, final touches, right? Yeah, you've been eating, breathing, sleeping this exhibit for the last, you know, however many months, and you finally get to kind of throw it out there to the world. Like, it was such a fulfilling thing. I actually, I really miss that. Like, it was a lot of work. I don't miss the work part, but, you know, the the payoff was always cool to see. Because especially with the Aircraft Museum, we'd, we'd invite the people. Like, we had the Tuskegee Airmen in one year, and we'd done this exhibit about the Tuskegee Airmen. And to see them come through and and remember all of these things and be like, Oh my gosh, you know, I was there. This is me, you know, this is where we trained. And, Oh, it was so cool. So I would just sit in the back of the museum and just kind of my arms folded and just listen to all the stories. Uh, This is probably very similar to that. This sounds very similar to me. I can't think, I mean, there's people who will go to this place solely to see the cars they're going to see that day. I mean, it's exactly the same thing. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for people to see all the cars, not just mine. I mean, Ray's put together an amazing collection, so it's going to be really cool to see them all. Ray, we've got to say goodbye to you, but are there any other vehicles that we can tease that might be uh, there other than the Ford versus Ferrari uh, 906? Well, once upon a time, in a place called Hollywood, Mm, I've heard um, yeah, so there's some there's some movies there, but I don't want to be a bad boy and give it all away. Mm, good boy. Right, right. So I might need to go watch Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker later um, to get a little more insight. But um, you know, it can be a risky business giving away too much detail. Uh, so you know, yeah, you don't. Want maybe to I say you know, tune into the PEC. Yeah, that's right. Tune into the PEC Atlanta. Uh, Instagram account is they'll be putting up some uh, photos and more information about the various cars that are there, Porsches and some some that have relations to Fords that race uh, against Ferraris and things like that. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> I absolutely awesome. love it. And with that, Ray Schaefer, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well Thank done, you Ray. so much, Ray Schaefer. <laughs> oh, guys, great to delight. see you again. <laughs> Every week, such a delight hanging out with you. So much fun. Thank you, Ray. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye, Ray. He is the best. All right. Gosh. I muted him, but I like that he sometimes hangs out with us for the rest. I have to go let the uh, cat out of the other room, so excuse me. Actually, you know what? I'll do it on here. Here we go. There you go. We can actually follow you. We can watch you let Meow Meow out. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that we all have our pets with us. Like, I've got a dachshund behind me, and I've got a dachshund at my feet right now. It's hilarious. They're all just go. out, chilling. Meow, meow, Aww. live on kitty cam. Hi, meow, It's meow. Bring, bring your pets to work day. <laughs> it is. I love when this happens. Don't you do That's it. That's awesome. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't jump. I know we all want to <laughs> lately. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that's a riot. Oh, that's awesome. Sorry, that's really but it makes cool. me so happy. It makes me so happy. That's oh. hilarious. Did you get a chance to watch the Brian Redman 
episode yet? No, it was killing me having you. I almost yeah, had to check out of that so conversation because I haven't had a free moment to watch it at all. I haven't. Had, I've I would have talked more about it. But, yeah, I didn't want to spoil it for everybody because it's such a good freaking episode. Like, I didn't want to like spoil all the good stories and stuff. But man, they were amazing. You, you know, definitely. I think you did a really good job of teasing what people should look for, but also that they should go watch it. I mean, I felt like you gave me some good tips. I never know what anybody's talking about because I don't nearly know nearly as much about this stuff as you do or as our friend at home does. So I'm kind of the dumb guy in all these conversations, kind of the dumb mm-hmm. guy in most conversations. And and so I really enjoyed the fact that you're telling me things to look for and he's telling me, so maybe this is almost the way for me to do it in the future. Like I get the primer first and then I, then I can go enjoy the material. <laughs> yeah, then you know what to kind of zero in on or whatever else. But I tell you what, the way he, the way he tells his stories is just absolutely amazing. I mean, the guy is just, there's something about Brits, and I told Ray I, this. I was going to say the you know, same you've thing. Got Sir Sterling is like that. I've seen interviews with David Piper, who's it's like that. Top work very, too. Dude, they're so nonchalant about stuff. They're like, oh, yes, yeah, soul's on fire. You know, no big deal. They've, Repair they've the seen car, it all. get back in it for next week. Yeah, <laughs> it's relax. like, no big deal. Take it <laughs> it's easy. crazy. <laughs> yeah, like just yeah, eh, different, different breed, man. Well, last time I talked to you, you were um, like totally and completely like there was just so much you you were starting to get a little bit bored and not bored like, oh, I don't have anything to do. But like you were starting to get a little stir crazy. Um, Oh, I still am. I've been nonstop (laughs) since. So how are you doing now or or I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm okay. I just I don't know. Like, I just feel like I don't know what to do with myself most days. Like, there's just especially now that the car is gone, you know, there's not like any little things I can obsess over anymore. But like, did you see I got I got my plaque signed by Herbert Linga and Hans Herman. Oh, my God. I'm huge. Congratulations. Yeah. The day the car leaves, I was like, oh, maybe I'll fly down with it and and we'll we'll affix it in the heritage gallery. Maybe I'll do that cuz at some point I'm I'm planning on flying down to Atlanta to hang out with Ray and Zach and go check out the exhibit. Maybe I'll bring the plaque down with some screws. You should do we'll that. Just, just do like every there. American Chopper's episode where the one piece wasn't chromed and we had to put it on at the fucking reveal. <laughs> Sorry for exactly. Yeah. At at SEMA. <laughs> just got the bike done. Know? Yeah, exactly. Which by the way, SEMA's canceled this year. Did you see that? That's big. Yeah. That's a huge deal. Yeah. yeah. So crazy stuff but i'm really happy no, I'm for us uh, that they're doing the pikes peak really happy and everybody yeah. else gosh we actually have a lot of people who have cars in it this year yep yeah it's crazy yeah so um that's do you want to know anything about the smoking too, right? tire studio they, yes yeah talk about that well i mean what you can talk about i don't want you to get in trouble but well like, what I, it, you know what's funny I, I was being really careful about what i was posting and everything but matt's being pretty open about what he's posting and stuff now so i think it's kind of okay i don't know if there will be a big reveal i think he's kind of just given it to i think he's doing it the right way instead of the way you or i would do it (laughs) right 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 i know i feel bad i will i've been teasing my little video for a while now and like it's still getting color correct in it i feel bad because i don't mean to like tease people with it but it's like i don't know i think you're doing the right thing see i think you're doing the right thing good okay cool all right maybe next week dude Maybe we'll but do a little world premiere action here. I think what you're fighting is what I just said that we both do. Like you wanted to just like, oh, wait till it's done. And then ta-da, here it is. Yeah. Everybody else wants to know. They want to know what the color correcting is like. They want to know what the audio mix is I like. I know. You know. We're just not wired that way. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning quick from yeah. watching other people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, he So posted, how's that process been? He just posted this picture after. I mean, this is very recent. This oh, was wow. of today. This oh, was, I think, cool. maybe before the lights were focused, but this was of today. Uh, it's going great. I mean, he has really 
done something special over there. I mean, it's really, really a neat, fun place. It's very him. It's very car. It's not anything centric. It's not like a Porsche place or a Lambo place. I mean, it's just very... Mm -hmm. uh, I think it will appeal to a very wide audience, which is cool. It's definitely... Um, I don't know how to describe... I don't want to say it's better than I expected because I was expecting it to be pretty cool, but... I don't know. It's coming together. Well, it doesn't strike me as the type that half-asses anything. So you knew it was going to be nice. And exactly. You know? And nothing here has been half-assed. Everything at uh, WCCS is is fully whole-assed. Yeah. <laughs> no half-ass at all. Um, yeah. But uh, it's great. I'll tell you what I do have. I do have here, I think. Here, let me. I'm going to play a video. <laughs> what the hell's happening, Matt? This is the new podcasting table. Smoking tire. Now we're doing it. Yeah. Holy crap. That's how you get that table up there? Yeah, that table weighs, Whoa. that slab weighs about 400 pounds and it's really long and it's really oddly shaped and oddly weighted because there's resin in the holes of the, it's a very, very neat uh, table. Um, so have you ever watched then, the YouTube then videos there were five on how they make five those? of us, five of us maneuvering it, and then we get this over here. Whoa! How many guys does it take to move a podcast table? There's five of us, and it really isn't enough. <laughs> wow, <Yep. laughs> that's insane. So um, I will say this. It's just like Jurassic Park over there. Spared no expense. <laughs> Everything is yeah. spectacular. Everything, all the fit and finish and t touches and all that stuff, all his choices, all his furniture, all his furnishings, all of the, uh, um, uh, what do you call, all the fixtures and all that stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. So cool. uh, I'm sure, I don't know when it's going to be open to, to people, but I, I don't think it's that far away at this point. I mean, we're you know, starting to hang things on the walls and everything. Uh, the podcast so studio basically got is, everything. Is everything signed off now at this point? Like he's no, he still has to. I mean, there, it's the, it's there's it's he's building a new building in the city. I'm sure there are many, many more hoops, and I don't want to get my my. I don't want to get involved in that because I don't know what's right and wrong. But um, I do yeah. know that uh, that you know, with the studio is the studio uh, as a studio itself is built and done. We're just. Um, finishing up like the dressing and stuff like that and going to complete all that stuff. Awesome. But he wants to be in there next week and that's the plan. But it's wow. super cool. It came out great. The table is amazing. We got these kick-ass chairs. Um, he knew what chairs he wanted but we, we got to pick the colors and the you know the material and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. but these chairs that he got are, I guess they're the same ones they use on Joe Rogan which there's a few things that are similar that Joe Rogan set up. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, they are, are incredibly comfortable absolutely incredibly comfortable and i it, you wouldn't believe it it kind of looks more like an alien chair where it just kind of like really that's supposed to hold me or whatever and then you do and it just kind of <laughs> does <laughs> wow and the weird thing is too you can spin around and as he likes to say ac slater them you know like when you you oh, sit yeah. on the chair the other yeah, way yeah. You know, like, like a lunchroom oh yeah wow uh, and then you know he's got the joe rogan sm7b uh, uh microphones and all that stuff and he's got the very cool arms, but uh, every, everyone's freaking out. Like, oh my god, you drilled into the table! Oh my god! Oh, did that? Did you freak out? <laughs> Wasn't that what it's for? No, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a I'm podcast table. I mean, I've drilled yeah. into DeLoreans. I've drilled into classic Cadillacs. I mean, I've yep. drilled into pretty much everything. This table was softest thing I've ever drilled into. 
Yeah, drilling doesn't bother me anymore. I'll tell you what was nice, though. You could tell the quality of the wood uh, when I drilled into it because you could smell it. It was absolutely gorgeous. Have Couldn't you ever tell you watched what kind the of tree videos? it was, but it was just smelled like when you walk into it. Maybe it can't be too cedar. It's too big, I think. But like when you walk into a cedar closet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's not the universal sign for cedar closet, but that's the drilling sign. Mm-hmm. They actually have YouTube videos that show the process to make those resin filled, you know, that because they'll make tables out of oh. that, obviously, like like he did. Oh, they're they're fascinating to watch. I've, I've actually watched those before he ever did that um, just to see how they did that. And it was just it was really cool. They so can put like all like different iridescent looking, you know, metallics and pearls and stuff. I mean, you can get really crazy with that stuff, but it's, awesome. it's pretty it's neat to see how how people come up with that stuff. But yeah, yeah. Labor yeah, intensive, for sure. that's for sure. Uh, I think Crazy. he's excited. I think he's really happy to, you know, get going soon. <laughs> yeah. Get everything, you I know, bet. get that place making money. I bet, yeah. Oof. It's super cool, that's though. Crazy. He was doing a photo shoot for the, I don't know if I can say who or not, but he was doing a photo shoot, maybe a video shoot uh, for something that you'll see online soon. <clears throat> and he had all of his cars up in the, uh, uh, up in the garage. It was just so cool to see to see cars in the garage, you know, the garage yeah. is there and it's done and it's operating and it's working and it's super cool. The lifts work. You can use them, you can operate them, That's but neat. to see the colors of the candies in there and everything, like even only a couple of them, you know, and it's just his cars, you kind of get a sense for what it's going to be. And I'm, it's overwhelming. I'm kind of, I'm kind of blown away. I, I know he had the vision the whole time, but like, like anything, you know what I mean? You, you don't get yeah. to see what's in the artist's head. Yeah. <clears throat> So now that it's actually here and we can see what was in Matt's head, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, and I can't, I, can't I just get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't it's imagine what that's going to look like. Yeah, yeah. When, when it's to capacity, I mean, walking in, your jaw's just going to hit the floor because you know I, it's going to be without a doubt some pretty amazing cars in there. So yeah, without a doubt, it's it's just a it's just a really neat thing. And then beyond just the car storage thing, like I that's what I think I I couldn't get beyond. Oh, it's just a car storage place. But there's like a lounge upstairs, and if you're mm-hmm. you know a member, you can keep your humidor up there and your uh, uh your brandy or you know whatever you you mm-hmm. your bottle of choice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a social club. It's kind of it's just a really neat thing. A really neat neat vibe. Neat vibe. I'm really happy cool. for them. Yeah. yeah good and we're having him, man. fun been... we're having fun like this is the fun part finally you know this is the, the yes. colors on the wall let's put the pictures up all that stuff yeah yeah it's nice yeah if he can get through this you know if he can get through the other part he can get through this this is this is the icing on the cake at this point you know because i mean i couldn't imagine the endless meetings with code people and contractors and like oh god years of plans before you even demolish uh, the old building to build the new building and whatever yeah <laughs> And just all the red tape. I mean, I know people that are building, you know, he's redoing his house in in uh, in Topanga right now. Just, I mean, all of the red tape you have to cut through in Los Angeles. And it's just insane. It's, it's a wonder anything gets built out there. It really is because there's so much crazy stuff that goes on. So well, for him to finally be over that hump, you know, yeah, yeah. For him to be over the hump now and, you know, kind of light at the end of the tunnel moment. That's cool. That'll be really neat. And, and I mean, that's a real problem in LA. Is it not parking? I mean, there's just, there's nowhere to park. I mean, yeah. if you have a car that you care about, you don't leave it on the street. I mean, every day on Instagram, I have a friend that's posting about a car that got stolen or whatever else, you know, I mean, it's 
happening a lot lately it seems like so um i i i yeah i don't i mean i don't know what the statistics are on crime or anything like that but i do feel like oh we're hearing more stories but i mean is that just the news like i don't i don't know i don't want to pick a side on that one because i don't know yeah yeah exactly um that's the hour brother i feel like i feel like we did it and i feel like i feel like i i didn't witness any of it i was just here for it and you guys did a great job (laughs) oh Well, I encourage everyone to watch that Fresh Brood and Air Cold with uh, with Brian Redman. You included whenever you get time, man. I know you're busy, but it's you'll oh, I'm a, no, it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm watching it this weekend. I'm probably gonna watch it tomorrow because we're doing Breakfast Club, and then and then I have to do a bunch of like non studio work for the Smoking Tower. Awesome. I think that uh, maybe I'll have it on then in the background tomorrow. That's cool. what I think. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good uh, one. And you'll for anybody it. else, that's on uh, the Road Scholars YouTube page as well. Correct. Yes, yeah, you can go on the Road Scholars website or on their YouTube page. Oh, and, right, uh, just roadscholars.com. Mm-hmm, yeah, you Great. can go on their website as Beautiful. well. They've got them listed there. Yep. And uh, if uh, if not already, I'd like to remind you to please consider following Ray Schaefer for your backstage pass to Porsche, Brand Heritage, and travel-related material, as well as the occasional plug for Ray Schaefer. That's Schaefer S-H-A-F-F-E-R. <laughs> oh, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get good at this. I'm tr- I want to. I want to get my practice in. You know what I mean? Oh, that's good stuff. All right. Uh, you good? I'm good, man. I'm All good, good here. I'm good Hanging too. by a thread, uh, but I'm still you. here. <laughs> I love you. Uh, uh, I love everybody else at home. I feel like we're not um, connecting as much, and I don't know if I should. I don't know how to do that better. I don't know if I should do it here on the show. I'm really enjoying talking to you, Tori, or. I don't know if I should get on the Instagram. I don't really know, but I definitely miss my friend at home, and I want to talk to you more, and uh, uh, and we'll figure out a way to do all of that and maybe work it all together, I guess. I don't know. But, Sweet. Um, plan. We love you at home, and um, please love one another more than ever. More than ever. It's important. I don't even know. Some people, you know, love thy neighbor and all that stuff. It gets really religious and everything. I don't really care about the religion of anything. It really comes down to being a good person and we're all in this together. I don't care. Unless you kill me or (laughs) I kill you and I'm not killing you, we are all in this together. Yeah, I agree. So, I don't know. Try to get along. Try to get along. There are so many people. There are so many people. We have too many people. We have to start getting along. And, um... You know, we don't get political on this show, but having different opinions doesn't make you diametrically opposed. It just doesn't. Right. It doesn't, right. no matter what your opinions are. And that's the crazy thing. So if we can somehow overcome that and see through it and remember that, holy crap, there is more that ties us together than tears us apart. There just is. I know you don't believe it by watching the news or listening to the guy at the coffee shop believe it baby it's totally true yeah. there's way more that keeps us together so i love you at home please love one another tori i love you brother ray schaefer love you, i love you, love you ray. <laughs> have a great <laughs> night and we'll see you next week <laughs>